I feel Well, the race is on, and here comes pride at the back. Hard race is going to the inside. My tears are holding back. They try not to fall. My heart's out of the room. True love spread for another sight. The race is on, and it looks like hard And the winner loses all. Hey there. Thanks, uh, thanks for tuning in to the Larger and Lawrence and Sports Show. If you're listening on podcasts, we do appreciate it. If you're on iTunes, thank you so much. If you're on Stitcher, thank you so much. It's Wednesday, January 22nd. We are recording this thing here live on Blog Talk Radio slash Larcher and Lawrence. Find us on Twitter at Larcher Lawrence. And uh, a very special treat tonight. We couldn't be in the same room, but my partner's on the line right now. Hey, Al Larcher. Hey, is that some George Jones playing there, huh? Little Jones. How about it? I'm digging it. How's that coming through? Can you hear it? I, I, yeah, I can hear it just fine. You know, it just surprises me that the week I'm not there, you picked some music I liked. Well, I wanted you to feel like we were... You know, closer. I wanted to bring us closer together with that. You know what? Well, it did its job. Thank you. Yeah. You know what they say about you know what they say about George Jones, don't you? That boy's one mean motherfucker. Oh, that too. Yeah. There you go. My favorite. uh, My favorite George Jones story. If you if if you don't mind me taking a break from sports for just a moment. (laughs) What? What's the difference? George Jones was. um, I think he was banging Tammy Wynette. He was banging, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Tammy Wynette. It was what's, one of those old-timey uh, singers. What's her huh? big one, Tammy Wynette? What's the big one that I, everybody would know? Stand By Your Man? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, or maybe that was Loretta Lynn. Anyway, I get Loretta Lynn and Tammy Wynette mixed up. Anyway, I think he was banging, it was, either, it was either that or maybe it was even Dolly Parton. Anyways, it was a hot country singer at the time. And he was banging her. It was like Tim McGraw, Faith Hill type thing. And um, she ended up leaving him for a guy named Porter Wagner. Now, Porter Wagner used to wear those, uh, you know, those cowboy suits with giant, like, uh, wheels. Giant yeah. wheels on them, like uh, yeah. wagon wheels on his outfit. You know, he looked like a dope. Well, anyways. Wheels? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, it had, he had wagon wheels and glitter on his uh, nudie suits. Uh-huh. So... Anyways, one day uh, he, they were backstage at the Opry, and George Jones liked to have a couple of drinks, if you didn't know that. And uh, he was pissed drunk, and he, he walked up behind um, Porter Wagner, who was at a urinal. They were in the bathroom together. He walked up behind Porter Wagner, and he grabbed Porter Wagner's pecker, and he said, I just wanted to see what she's all about, and walked away. Well, I'll be God darned. And that's your George Jones yeah, and then there was the one time I almost killed him, but we could save that for another time. Maybe that'll be on the next uh, podcast or the next episode of the Larcher and Lawrence's Voice. Yeah, Show. it was good. He's a nice guy. I interviewed him a couple times. Yeah. Hey, if you want to call in, join in the conversation tonight, 
Uh, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, if you want to talk about Tanaka, if you want to talk about some Bears, we have a pretty important uh, – there's a pretty important NFL football game coming up here in about a week and a half. If you want to talk about that as well, you can call us at 888-787-4827. 888-787-4827. What's going on, partner? Very much. I, I do want to talk about Tanaka. He, um, he was definitely one of my favorite wrestlers in the, uh, in the 90s. Uh, you know, he, he had a, never had a big push, but – you know, he would come to the ring. I don't even think he was really an Indian. He, uh, not a chance, not a chance, but he was built. He was a sal- he was built like a, I don't know, a, a running back is what he was built like. Yeah, he was like a Hawaiian. And they, uh, they, they painted his hair red, so he was, he was, he was an Indian. He was Tanaka. Hey, here's your update. The, uh, the Chicago Bulls, uh, first game against Lou Dang tonight, currently, Bulls over Cavaliers into the first quarter, twenty-three to seventeen. Twenty-three right. to seventeen. So yeah, Tanaka. I, I I think I was I was actually talking about the new pitcher for the New York Yankees. Oh, oh, well, uh, Japanese fella. Yeah, there you go. By the way, an amazing singer. Who's that? I don't know if you got his wife. Oh, th- that's what they're saying. Like she needed a bigger city, right? So. It was coming when yeah, it was coming I down. She, I don't know artist. if you have any of her albums. Um, I definitely recommend her second album. One of my favorites. Uh, definitely made the year. But uh, yeah. Anyways, do you know the name of that album? I do, I do, but it's in Japanese, and I, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself with the, the pronunciation. Because, you know, if it's one thing I pride myself on, Clark, it's pronunciation of uh, words and names. I strive to always have perfection. Yep. Right, Lark? Larker. You're, uh, I'm sorry, Al. I was kind of uh, lost there for a second trying to grab a story. Hang on. The way that you pronounce your names, uh, do you remember that Jason Ferraro guy that we've had on the show a few times? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, he, he and I have been chatting a little bit, and uh, uh, Zach Zaidman, it looks like, says that uh, the Bears have hired a couple of guys um, to coach on the defense. You got that, that Syracuse coach, that Pascalini, right? Right. And then uh, somebody, uh, he coached down in Dallas with uh, Herring. Reggie Herring is what the name is, I believe? Yeah. Yep, that's our new uh, linebacker coach, correct? Herring's going to be the linebacker coach, but and uh, is that Pascarelli? They're not sure if he's going to be coaching the D line or if he's in some kind of a consulting role. Is what it's looking like. But the way I understand it is they do have their man. Nice. The, and the interesting thing about Herring is he comes from uh, Texas. He comes from the Texans, member of Wade Phillips' staff, and uh, you know Texans known and Wade Phillips known for running the three four. And prior to being with the Texans, he was with the Cowboys, also a team that runs a 3-4. So it doesn't necessarily mean the Bears are going to a 3-4, but you are hiring a linebacker coach whose specialty is 3-4 linebackers. Yep, and it's it's kind of looking more and more then like they're, uh, they might be running a hybrid, if anything, coming up uh, this next season. Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be. Hey, hey, did I leave my sunglasses at your house? What do they look like? They're... Ray-Bans? I, I haven't seen your Ray-Bans laying around. Um, I, I'll okay. take a look. You know, when I have a chance. You want me to go look now, or should I? 
No, 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 no. You don't have to okay. look now, yeah. but oh, if anything, they'd talk. probably be in the studio, and that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, yeah, next I week, I think... Them. I think next week I was going to tell you this in the pre-show, but why not right now? Uh, I think uh, we'll get Cole Miller on here if you're uh, if you're down with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Next week, talk, talk about this most recent fight and his uh, future in the MMA and UFC, and whether or not he's a better after match yeller or if Sherman is a better after game yeller. Ooh, who we'll has figure that better, out? Yeah, who has the better mic skills? We'll ask him about that. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, do you want to jump in on the uh, the Richard Sherman uh, debate? Is it a debate? Is that what it is? It's not a debate. I, I don't know. You either like the guy or you think what he did was, uh, you know, okay or, you know, who cares. Or you're offended and you think you know, football should be some purest bullshit sport that nobody can say anything nasty in and people right. can't dislike each other. Those are, I mean, that's basically it. It's just two sides. I tend to think I don't care. I think I like it. You know, I grew up watching wrestling. I don't mind. Right, yeah. No, no doubt about it. And uh, Jake the Snake certainly doesn't mind giving him some uh, lessons is what it looks like out there. Oh, yeah. is he? I, I know Jake the Snake got into it with the Ultimate Warrior this week. Oh, did he? Yeah, they had a little Twitter fight, but Jake the Snake well, apologized, and he said he's a new man, so. The rumor for WrestleMania is actually Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, 25 years in the making. That's right. I would, I would pay to see that. I would be very excited. So Richard Sherman, we finally got an athlete in the moment. Seconds after, uh, he makes the game-saving play to send his team into the Super Bowl, and you get a little raw emotion out of a guy. And uh, yeah, you know that's something that, that you've been looking for. You're so used to coaches and players on the sideline, you know, giving the automated uh, PC response, if you will. Um, you know, thanking the teammates, thanking everybody for. You know, God knows what, and you finally got some raw emotion. Like he and Crabtree have a serious—it's a serious uh, rivalry there. It was right. It goes know. back to uh, preseason and all kinds of uh, trash talk that's been going on for a long time. It's not anything new. No, I gotta tell you, it was I, one of the biggest moments and one of the most watched games of all time. Ends with that. And what is up with Aaron Andrews being, uh, I mean, it was like he, he kicked her dog. Yeah, I know. She, she, I, I heard her getting interviewed the following morning on the Dan Patrick show. And what she, she said that she was hoping to keep the interview going, but Fox actually got into her ear. Um, yeah, it didn't seem that way while she was there, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Who said that? I mean, it was it was like you know it was like it was like being in Catholic school and one of the nuns overhearing a conversation. Well, I think she go, wanted to reiterate that? and make sure that everyone knew who he was talking about. It just seemed really, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the games for a moment. You know, I had both away teams. I had uh, I had uh, both the um, the Patriots and. Uh, uh, the 49ers. That is correct. In my heart of hearts, I actually think that this is what I believed was going to happen. I just, there was something in me that thought the 49ers were going to, you know, return. And I thought that uh, Denver would somehow choke. But my God, you know, I, I'm not a Manning hater. I know I, I trashed him a little bit last week and I, I've, I've said some things about him that uh, make me make me seem like I don't like the guy. I right. don't 
particularly I, – I think I realized, I came to the realization the other day, I don't think I like quarterbacks that much. And he just happens to be a quarterback. But there's no question this guy's the best. And we're watching something special when we see Peyton Manning. And there's some rumors now that this neck isn't going to hold up any longer, that this could very well be his last game. So and just like John Elway, you know, rode off in the sunset with a Super Bowl ring, I think Peyton Manning might do the same here. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked by it, and I wouldn't hold it against him because it's the guy's livelihood. Not his livelihood, but it's life that's really at stake here. His quality of life for his um, aging years. And who knows, maybe this is a guy who wants to go into coaching. Um, you know, maybe this guy wants to keep making more money. Uh, he, this guy's got the world. The world is his oyster. And he's just yeah. got to pop it open and uh, pry a diamond out or whatever the hell comes out of oysters. Well, all right, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm there with you. And, you, you know, I had both of the home teams going into uh, championship weekend. Um, yeah. I took Seattle with the 12th man. It, What's that? Not as impressive as last year, me predicting the Ravens to win it uh, as the playoffs started. But, I mean, it's, it was a, I, it's a good effort by you. I mean, 2-0, and oh, and I do believe that that means that I get a chicken dinner now on top of the steak dinner out of that deal. <laughs> Wait, what? Did, did, we, we, made a, we made a bet last week on it. No, no, I you weaseled out of a bet, and then, you know, it turns out that you would have won the bet, so now you're trying to weasel back into no, it. I, I'm pretty I'm sure have to you go back. were the one weaseling right on out of it. I tried to get a, I tried to make a, a note. I wanted to tie. If it ended up in a tie, then there was no bet. I don't know. Uh, needless to say, I, I had Seattle at home, and their defense uh, is phenomenal. Right now, I also had Denver at home, so now it comes down to, and the reason why I had Denver was because of Peyton Manning, so now it comes down to Peyton Manning versus that Seattle defense uh, in the Super Bowl. Seattle's not playing at home. Can Peyton Manning pick apart this defense just as he has shown he can pick apart a lot of defenses? That's what it's going to come down right. to, it seems. Well, uh, but none of those defenses were the number one defense. You have the number one defense versus the number one offense. Something that hasn't true. happened in about 20 years. Um, very exciting. Well, I, it, was back, it was a while back in the season, but Dallas seemed to be able to put up a heck of a lot of points against Denver. Uh, You've got to watch out for the beast, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. He's actually going to be the key player in this game. I mean, when you get right down to it, if they can run the ball, Seattle can win this game. Um, so then you don't want to – I think want there's to, something – They, they can't something like in, in the last eight games, the 49ers haven't given up 100 yards rushing. Well, in this last game, Lynch went over 100 yards rushing, and he was a key factor in winning that game. If it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have, the Seattle wouldn't have won that game. They won that game with the run game and a great yeah. defense. So that's it, it is. I mean, he's going to be your, your feature. If you're cheering for Seattle, that's the guy you want to have a huge game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Super Bowl is coming down to uh, New York City. New York City. Yeah. City. And I couldn't be happier. I am so excited about this. I am praying. I have called, I have some very special Native American friends in Oklahoma. I know some guys down in Florida. As a matter of fact, uh-huh. uh, I'm probably going to be in Florida after the Super Bowl to tell you because I'm going to visit some Seminole Indians. And what we're going to do is we're going to do some rain dances, and we're going to try to get a blizzard for this Super Bowl. You know what? Peyton Manning wants to win it? Fine. Let's see him win it in a blizzard. Let's bring out, you know, this is like a cage match. Let's see what happens here. Let's make it as miserable as possible and see which team wants it more. You know, everyone's bitching about it being in the cold. Who cares? They're football players. Football's played in weather. 
I hope there's a lot of weather. The word out there today was uh, they got a lot of weather right now in New York City, and they're able to get kind of a uh, a preview, if you will, of how the weather uh, of of how it could be bad. And I heard that they could be hiring up to fifteen hundred workers to remove that oh. snow if need be, day of. I also have seen that nobody will be allowed to drive to the Super Bowl this year. Buses only. Did you see that? Okay. Oh, that's weird. And they're handing out a bunch of, uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Bears to hire former Texas linebackers coach Reggie Herring, according to Fox Sports. That's come through. Again, it looks like that's becoming more and more official as we go. So, yeah, uh, they have to be bussed in, and they also are giving away uh, packs with, like, uh, gloves and hand warmers and all of these things over okay. there. Well, that's, all, that's nice. You're paying $1,000 or so for a ticket. You might as well get a hand warmer. You should. I, I would think so, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be very exciting. I, I think it's going to add, you know, it just adds a new narrative to this whole Super Bowl talk. It, it makes it more interesting. I mean, if this was in a dome, wouldn't you think that Peyton Manning was gonna, would be tearing this up, that, you know, they would, they, Denver would be heavily favored? I would think so. But given the fact um, that you've got the Den- elements here, it adds a whole new perspective, which I really yeah. enjoy. Denver had a couple guys go down uh, late in that game the other day, too. I haven't really uh, checked to see the report, but uh, obviously the two weeks helps going into that. Um, I believe Denver's favored by a point and a half now? Yep, that's right. Something like that. It started out with Seattle right after that game, but a lot of that was the excitement for the end of that game. Um, yeah. Well, what a great I game. That was, I had a feeling that uh, the Patriots-Denver game wasn't going to be very good. Um, I thought I thought New England would pull it away and and win um, in a convincing fashion, but Denver went ahead and did it. But I, I had a feeling that game was going to be exactly like that, and um, I had a feeling that NFC game was going to come down to the wire just like it did. And you know, it's a shame the officiating was so bad. That's been a, a huge talk this week about the NFL and their poor officiating. This whole year has been really about poor officiating, and I don't know if it's I, because the rule changes or. Well, I've even been hearing talk about, uh, you know, adding some replays for more plays. Um, obviously, you had that, uh, the one where the Denver guy, uh, where the, his leg got ripped off and he was able to grab uh, a fumble. That was an unrevealable play. How unfortunate was that? Unbelievable. That was disgusting. Yeah, they, I mean, they kept it, playing it, it. They kept showing it. They just kept it, it, showing exactly, it. Exactly, because there was a major play and we wanted to see what was going on, so they had to keep showing the play. And it just, it, it was brutal. It was disgusting yeah. the way his Not he went out there. Uh, Roger and Goodell has even hinted at letting um, letting them review uh, head helmet to helmet collisions and things like that. They're going to be stopping the game all the time now. I don't understand why games are, why all plays aren't reviewable. I really don't. If you want, if you have a flag, if you're saying the coach has two chances to call for uh, a review, and if he gets them right, he gets a third chance. I don't understand why you can't review anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's already a limitation in place, so it can't be abused. Right. It's not like you're going to review every single play out there because you only have a certain amount of them. But when when the need is there, it's insane that you can't challenge a play. They really need to go like the NHL and just, just central office, get a room full of lawyers with a, a bunch of TV monitors who know the rules, and they need to figure this thing out. Because I was it's, just going to bring that up to you, Al. Uh, Central yeah. office, New, throw it in New York City, wherever the heck you want to throw it. And, uh, yeah, three or four guys are right there, and that's their job is to know the rules, to know exactly what they can turn over, and 
Right. You know, and that's going to solve it. Right now, there's too many uh, variables involved. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Man, it I'm with it you. It doesn't make any sense. Hey, well, I uh, I caught a report from a Bleacher Report. They found a uh, a tweet. Hank Aaron, who uh, in the last uh, year, I believe it is, has only tweeted eight times, felt the need. Hank Aaron, uh, to uh, throw it in, in there, his support for one Richard Sherman. So there's a lot of guys out there throwing a lot of support. A lot of people just came out immediately hating the guy. I mean, he, he was immediately the villain. Right. And, and you know what? There's, um, there's been a lot of talk that this is, a, this is a racial thing. And I don't know how you feel about that. I really don't see that. Well, I, 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 understand, I understand the thought there because, you know, he's a black guy. And, you know, he, he comes off as aggressive uh, to a white woman. And I mean, I'm, I'm just stating what, what, what it is. People start freaking out, and, and I hear people, you know, calling them a thug and calling them, you know, a criminal. Be the, it can't be farther than truth. This is a really intelligent guy who knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly. And, uh, you know, he, he's come out. And he, he says he realizes it was a mistake. Although right. I don't think it was. I thought it was entertaining. I, I did as well. Um, it certainly. Uh, Put him in the headlines, uh, right where uh, in the headlines for the Super Bowl. He's set to make money off of this. It's self-marketing. Uh, watching the yeah. game after every sack, a guy's doing a dance, no matter what the score. Uh, if they score a touchdown, even if they're down by 21, a guy is going to do a celebration dance. That's all self-marketing, keeping themselves out there to make money. They have people telling them to do these things. And I, I think that Richard Sherman... Uh, with the education that he has, he was second in his high school class, graduated with a communications degree. If you noticed, during that interview, he was looking right into the camera the entire time. He never swore. Uh, it, I agree with you, Al. It was very uh, calculated, and he, uh, he knew what he was doing. That being said, yeah. I don't think that the race issue was about Aaron Andrews and him, necessarily. I think that the race issues were what happened on social media immediately following. Well, you know sure. what I, mean? I mean, people attacked people attacked him racially after the fact, and you know that's just disgusting. Substituting no the word for "thug" for the substituting the word "thug" for the N word, you know, right. is is basically what it's coming down to. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the extra point conversion is uh is on the endangered species list. No, this is stupid. This is just. This is more idiocy. This Roger, you know, I used to like this Roger. I said, no, this is a good guy. He means well. He wants to do things. He wants the sport to grow. But this is just, this is just asinine. They want to get rid of the extra point. They should get rid of Roger Goodell. They should boom his ass. All the kickers in the league should tie him up to a goalpost and leave him in the middle of a blizzard in New York. Al, um, what? The, the extra point has been around for a long time. And I think the league yeah. has evolved past it. Um, the oh, extra point shit. wasn't always as automatic as it is today, yeah, and I know, think the league has. So I think the league has evolved past it. I propose them pushing it back. Uh, I, I don't know exactly. Maybe ten yards, fifteen yards, make that a little bit harder, or they can go for the two point conversion from the same spot that they have been. That that that's what I'd like to see. Stupid! Just you know what? Leave it alone. You have one of the greatest games ever in the history of the world. You have a game here that is unbelievably popular, that's unbelievably successful, that people love, that people are passionate about, that murders happen in parking lots, Clark. 
because people are so passionate about this. And then they want to go ahead and they want to dick around with it and change fundamentals of the game. I call horse shit. No way. Don't let that happen. Well, let me tell you you this, sir. When I used to play football in the playground, even when I was a kid uh, back in the early 90s, uh, we counted all of our touchdowns for seven points. When you because were playing you didn't out have there, goalposts. What, what would you do? Well, seven points, but we didn't have goalposts. We didn't have a kicking unit. We weren't a professional team. We were kids playing in the street. We were a couple of thugs playing football in the streets. That's what we were. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And believe me, after those games, I would go into 7-Eleven, and I would yell at the clerk about how great I was, the greatest running back in the history of street football. You were a running back in street football. Unstoppable. Was it tackle? Yeah, of course. You, you're tackling people in the street? Hell yeah. Well, I don't know what kind of sissy-ass suburb you grew up in. I grew up in some small hillbilly town you grew up in. I grew up in the burbs, man. We First of all, I didn't grow up in some prissy suburb, Al. I grew up in, the, uh-huh. in real America, real-life America, where the working man is working to make a living. And we used to play in the in the back. Uh, there was a big area, open, open field out behind my house by the doctor's office. Football all the time. And when it snowed, we didn't stay inside and play video games. We went out there, and we marked off a field in that snow. And that oh, yeah. is what a Absolutely. was to me as a kid. Remember that? We Wasn't played, that a blast? We, we played in the front lawn of Crescent Box Factory. And they had, like, these little poles every 10 yards by, by, on their building, like little... Um, you know, decorations, and they were about 10 yards yeah. apiece. So we would use those as first down markers, and hell yeah, we would tackle and hit, and I mean, we, we'd put football anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. It was amazing. No. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of faces getting just, like, bashed right into the snow, either diving for the ball or tackling somebody and then just rubbing their face right in it. Remember that? That's right. That's what football's about. None of this, uh, we can't get field goals clapped. None of this, way, we, we, know, we can't tackle a guy. If you, don't think foot, if you don't think field goals matter in modern era football, why don't you get Tony Romo on the horn right now and ask him about how much kicks matter, extra points? That's true. That That's a great point. I believe that was a that was a field goal, was it not? No, it was an extra point. I'll never forget a game back in, it must have been the early 2000s. The Saints had scored an improbable touchdown. Um, they were down by seven when they scored this improbable touchdown as time was running out to tie the game, and then they missed the extra point and lost before overtime. I also that. remember Brett Favre with the Vikings, the first year he was there. Horrible my, first human game, being. my first game ever at Soldier Field. I was an adult just a couple years back. Uh, it would have been, what, 09? Um, 11 yeah. degrees outside. The Vikings had missed an extra point early on in the game, and with 20 seconds left, Brett Favre threw a touchdown pass well, to, uh, to tie the game with that extra point. So had they not had the earlier extra point blocked, they would have won the game right there. Unbelievable. Yeah, that man was, he was, a disease, he was a horrible human man. Well, that right there is just backing up you a little bit there with the extra point should stay in the game. One of my favorite, who's my favorite bear of all time? Do you know this? There's your trivia Steve Mongo McMichael, the backup kicker for his yeah. Chicago Bears teams. And I went to a football game. One of, the, one of the few games I went to as a kid, the Bears were playing uh, a, a very svelte and a very powerful quarterback of the Lions, a guy by the name of uh, Kevin Kramer. It was Eric Kramer. Eric, Eric Kramer. Kramer. Eric Kramer. 
See, I went to school in high school. There were two. There were two brothers. There's Eric and Kevin Kramer. So I, I get them mixed up. But anyways, Eric Kramer. He was, you went to school with Eric Kramer and his brother Kevin. Yes, but they were, okay. they were different Kramers. Oh, other Kramers. So, yeah, other Kramers. Completely different Kramers. Kramer versus Hello, Kramer. Jerry. Yep. Kramer versus Kramer. Movie of the year, 1979. The um, year of my birth. The year of my birth. Anyway. Steelers won the Super Bowl, if I th- if I recall. Charlie Daniels had a hit song with the number one down in Georgia. Price of gas was, third, was 52 right. cents a gallon. Uh, right. I don't know. Enough down yeah. memory. Let's go to my memory lane. Let's go back to this Bears game. I'm watching the Please, Bears versus Lions. Ke- Kevin Butler gets hurt. Steve McMichael comes out, kicks an extra point, and misses. Well, it was a holding play. There was a holding on the, the defense or whatever. Gets and then what happened chance. next? Nails the extra point. Steve Mongo McMichael, amazing. No problem. Exactly. One of my greatest football moments was a kicking play. So, you know what? This is it's just asinine they want to, what they want to do to this sport. No, it just doesn't fair really enough. Sense. You know what? The game should never, it should never change and it should never evolve. Make sure that you tell good old number 89 that, too. Because certainly you know, he, had talking... to do with, he had nothing to do with the change of the tight end position or anything, Al. He wasn't the first one to change the game in that position. What do you want to do? Just go back to – maybe we should wipe out the forward pass then, Al. The game, the game should never evolve. What, what are we getting at here? No, I'm fine with the game. I think the game is fine the way it is. The game is massively successful. And the kicking has been an element of the game for 100 years. You don't take it away. You don't just change it because you're worried about lawsuits and people hitting each other. That's you. Worry about the game. Stop worrying about the owners. It's ridiculous. It's a culture we live in today where everybody worries about everything that's stupid instead of the stuff that matters, like football. Um, do you think that let, – let's talk seven years down the road right now. So it's 2014. Let's talk – 2021, the end of Jay Cutler's contract, in fact. Do you believe that there will be – I'll give you two scenarios. Extra points, the extra point, will that be involved in the game in seven years from now, in 2021? And will the kickoff be involved in the game in 2021? What's your your feeling there? It better be. That's my feeling. It better be, because if not, I will – I will march down the league offices and I will get things fixed. I will I will change the history of the game. But do you believe that it will be a part of the game? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because if it's not, there's serious problems and I am going to solve them and make sure it is part of the game. I okay. single-handedly will, will, will change this. I, I, this will be my life's passion to get kicking back in the game. I will dig up the corpse of one of the great kickers of all time, Pat Summerall. To, to go ahead and help me with this thing. Jesus, Al. We, di- we didn't have to go there on it. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's stupid. If you're listening live, 888-787-4827. 888-787-4827. Um, next week, we're definitely going to be talking about that Super Bowl game. We're only about a week and a half away. Um, Al, the Chicagoist. Um, and, in fact, if, if you folks head over to our Facebook page, at the Larcher and Lawrence at Sports Show, um, if you head over there, you'll see that the Chicagoist has listed seven wing joints to order your Super Bowl wings from. And do you want to okay. guess the number the number one that they have on that list? Slay or stay or whatever the one I like is. Chris. There it is. With the, the Asian wing. I love that place. 
Oh, my God, they're so I delicious. love me the Asian wings. If you're here in town, they're located at about 2,900-something or another uh, north of Broadway, right here in the Lakeview neighborhood. Uh, fantastic wings. Talk to them. You're going to want to order them early to make sure that they have enough for you, but that's the way to go. They're a little more expensive, and you get less, but I don't know if you've ever had the Asian chicken wing. It's, it's gigantic. It's, it's as big as your head, Al. Well, you just said well, you get less, so I don't know why you... Uh... Well, ordering it, it looks like you get less because you get what, like eight, and you're still paying the same as you do for a normal or a little bit more, but there's more bang to your chicken wing buck. Oh, they're wonderful. They're amazing tasting wings, and and they're um, they're plentiful. There's more than enough there. I, I highly recommend the uh, the Asian the uh, sway or what's it, crisp crisp wings. Hey, that cold weather's back. Your uh, your new battery holding up. You know, I went the other day, and the damn thing didn't start, and then I, I went, I opened the hood up, and I whacked the terminal with a wrench, and the it, mm-hmm. damn thing fired right up. I couldn't believe it. I've never had luck like that in my life. Well, so, the old, yeah, uh, so far, so good. I left the old 97 I, uh, headlights on last week. Battery on dead, and I've decided that I'm not going to try it when it's this cold. I'm going to try to let it warm up. Maybe, maybe this weekend I'll go and uh, try to give her a jump. Oh, so you're not even, uh, you're not driving right now, huh? No, no. I mean, driving isn't that big of a deal for me. Yeah. I'm going to head over and spin the tunes a couple blocks away. I can walk over there here tonight. That's right. The reason we had to do the show early is because you're making a personal appearance tonight live at uh, Trader Todd's. Give me a yeah. So, I'm the, 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 uh, the karaoke jockey of the evening. And, in fact, last night I was there as well. And I've been hearing things like, it's so great to have you around, finally, decent decent karaoke experiences going on there. Uh, well, they're sick of me because I just complain about everything. <laughs> you know what? I went to go fire up the fog juice, and there was no juice. So that's all I'm saying. I've been thinking about the fog juice for three weeks. Three weeks, Clark. Three weeks. Thanks for tuning in to the Larcher and Lawrence's Sports Show. I really do appreciate it. Um, so the uh, the Chicago Cubs. They, uh, hang on one second here. I wanted to talk a little bit. Have you heard this about the, uh, those rooftop owners? Oh, what now? What are these bozos? Well, last night they're talking, and the Ricketts and the Cubs have said that they are not going to move forward with this until all lawsuits are put away and the rooftop owners are gone. Last night they had meetings, ended with people yelling, people walking out, they're going to the courts, Al. It's going to delay Ugh. anything that's going on there um, up at Wrigley Field. So even the locker room, which that's a huge thing, talking about it. And, in fact, I mean, I just want to throw this idea out there. I was talking with my good old buddy Farmer Chad earlier. He thinks one of the reasons that maybe Tanaka didn't was um, they, um, in New York, they sent him like a, a picture, basically like, a I don't know, an MTV Cribs of – of uh, their their complex and what they have going on yeah. where you can and sit and everything. And they say that coming to Wrigley Field, you're basically sitting in a closet. So now knowing that these rooftop owners are stalling any movement in the process of, of doing this, it's hindering the team. So basically the product that the rooftop owners are upset about losing, you know, views of the field, they're hindering the process of making that team better, which would then help them out as well. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Horrible. Bad situation. It, it is. You want to you want to talk politics, which I know you love to do. This yeah. is this is what this is what Chicago is. This is exactly what what we're talking about when we're just having Chicago politics. I mean, it's unnecessary battles and unions. It's with this person, that person. Everybody's got a hand in something, and nobody gets anything done because everybody's bitching. They want their cut, and, and stuff falls apart. And that's that's the way it is. That's Chicago, and it's a shame. It, it's yeah. not a shame that that team is affected by by the, the shenanigans that go on in this city. No, and that's exactly it. Um, you're talking about that. The rooftop owners currently have a suit uh, against the team and also against Mark Gannis, who had written a, uh, a story last year that, that appeared in the Sun-Times in January of 2013, where he had mentioned um, that Alderman Tom Tunney, he accused him of protecting the rooftop owners and a couple of bar owners. He called the rooftop roadblock one of the most ludicrous situations in the history of sports facility development. Protecting carpetbaggers, stealing the product, paid for by others for their own profit, and thereby stopping a $300 million investment. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's insane. They're suing him for defamation when basically he just said the truth. And I've heard it a couple times the last few days. Um, uh, Ricketts himself at the Cubs convention that was just this past weekend, Ricketts himself said that um, it's like, Al, you're watching Showtime at home on your television. Yeah. Right? All of a sudden you look yeah, back okay. and your, na- your neighbors are looking through your drapes. Not only that, are they looking through your drapes watching your Showtime, they're also selling tickets to other friends to come over and watch it as well. So they're making money off of it. Then you cut a deal with them, so they're paying you a little bit for the showtime. And the whole thing, it just blows me away. Well, I think it, there's a Simpsons episode like this where Homer's stealing cable, and then he, he needs to get yeah. the pay-per-view fight, and, like, everybody in town comes over. No, that's what it sounds like. Uh, it sounds quite a bit like that. The way I understand it was uh, the Cubs were actually trying to buy them out or to at least uh, maybe lower the 17% revenue for the two owners that have a hard time or that their view is going to be kind of sort of blocked. That's the deal going on there. Yeah. Well, it's a as far as Tanaka goes, it looks like the Yankees uh, win again. I guess that they still have that international clout, that international pull. Um, I guess it's probably a big deal still for a team to say, well, I'm going to, going to play for the New York Yankees. And that's what it comes down to. I do love the Yankees. I mean, there's a team that gets stuff done. They go, they want something, they get it, they find ways to uh, to make it happen. Uh, good for the Yankees. Yeah. Our uh, our guys over at the Cubs Den, uh, we had John on before. He wrote an article over there. A uh, couple of the guys that he's looking at that the Cubs could go for now are Bronson Arroyo, uh, the former Reds pitcher, Paul Mahomes as well. Uh, there's a ton of things that they can do. But really what it's going to come down to is, uh, as Dr. Johnson said earlier on the Larcher and Lorton uh, page, is that um, it's going to change the draft a lot. You've you got to look at it. Um, but as you know, with baseball drafts, you're drafting a prospect, and they're not, for the most part, they're not going to be ready for the next you know, three to four years. The thing with the Tanaka guy is that he was the ace, and the Cubs have been scouting him for years. Other teams have, of course, as well. And he was going to be coming yeah. over. He's only 25, and he looks to be major league ready. That's the big right. deal. Yeah. The upside, He's pitched a lot, though, in his, his 25 years. You're right. They're worried that they've overpitched him. I guess in his World Series, he pitched quite a few pitches as well. But 
if you listened earlier to your guys over there on the score, I heard uh, Bernstein mention it. There are no statistics out there that prove that pitching too many innings means that there's a decline in your production. We'll huh. see. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Nolan Ryan and the Rangers have been uh, the kings of uh, pitching their guys without um, without uh, a pitch limit. They haven't won the, the big game yet. They haven't won the World Series. We'll see. Um, Cubs have a heck of a lot of prospects in the, in, the, in the system. They are lacking a little bit in pitching there, but that's why the free agents that I brought up earlier uh, could come in handy. That's what I have on the Cubs. Yeah. Do you have anything on the traffic report? Yeah, it's, it's brutal. They can't plow the streets fast enough. And uh, this is why, you know what? I guarantee you this, this Asian fella heard about the traffic, and he said, you know, I don't want any part of that. I, I, I don't want to deal with that. This is nothing yeah. but crazies down there. It's just a giant bar. My wife is, is a, a famous, uh, amazing pop singer. I don't have to deal with this. I'm going to New York. We're dreams yeah, are made of. He had the chance to be the ace pitcher for the team. Yeah. If he could get the Cubs to win the World Series, he would be that guy, and he would go down in history. In history. After, of course, a lot of racist T-shirts are sold around, uh, around Wrigley Field. How awesome is that, though? Not the racist T-shirt part, but the, um, to, be, to be 25 years old, you grow up in Japan, you speak no English, and have three major sports teams that are going to make you a star in America, and you don't have to learn any English, and we're going to give you zillions of dollars. I mean, how amazing is that? What a lucky oh, it's kid. great. No, what a lucky guy. It's awesome. I, I hope it works. Um, it doesn't always work out for the, uh, for the international market. Like, the game doesn't always translate well, but everything yeah. they're saying, that's not the case with this guy, and I certainly don't like seeing him on the Yankees. Right. Well, that's, I mean, you just got to get used to that. That's just, you know, so the Yankees are. They win. Hey, speaking of New York, I read an article on uh, SB Nation um, about Dave Meggett. You remember Dave Meggett? Dave Meggett. Uh Running back? He was Tight a running end. back. He was a, a short little running back and also a punt returner. Tech Bowl Super Bowl, he, at right? one time, Yeah. At one time, he, um, he, led, he was number one in punt return yards. Um, that's since been broken. It might even be Hester who has that now. Um, yeah, I, still, I think he, was, he, still, he made it to a couple Pro Bowls uh, and whatnot. What, is he like the ambassador for the Super Bowl for the team or something? No, he's a serial rapist. Who um, who basically <laughs> went on a raping rampage <laughs> for for many years? Dwindled. He he has nine kids, and uh, you know he, he supported none of them. He's left all these women high and dry, and basically he went from uh, uh, th- this article goes into detail. And I mean it's it, it's one of those extremely long articles that you're like, okay, you know, does it need to be this long? But, I mean, it goes one rape case after another rape case, and he kept getting away yeah. with it because he had money and power, and he is who he is, and, you know, he he would tend to pick on yeah. women who were, you know, drug addicts, wow. prostitutes. and Jesus. Yeah, he's in, what, he's in prison you now. Think? You saw this on SB Nation? Yeah. I'm sorry for laughing, Al, but I had just asked if he was the ambassador. I don't know, but, yeah. Wow! Yeah, no, far from it. Well, I mean, maybe that's how they do things in New York. I don't know. I, you know, I stay away from New York. But yeah, so is he? Is know, he serving? He's serving life. I don't know. I, you know, I didn't. I, I started skimming at the end. Um, I did read, you know, like the final paragraph, and he is he is in prison, and because he's more educated, and you know, he, he has a lot of um, 
leisure in prison, but, I mean, the man is still in prison. I think he is going to be in prison for a long time. So, yeah. yeah. So Jeez. that's uh, Where Are You Now, Dave Magnus. Yeah, that's a heck of a story, man. Jesus. Um, I just read an article today uh, on uh, imdb.com for Mike Fleming. This is your uh, your sports story. Now, we're going to go away from sports a little bit. But uh, Quentin Tarantino, uh, he, uh, he learned today that his script for The Hateful Eight had leaked after he gave it to a small circle of actors. He says now that he's so upset that he's decided that he will not direct that film le- next. So basically, that means the conversation that will be circling around town following this story with Tarantino goes from an ensemble western to a whodunit. So now they're out to find which one of these actors, and it sounds like they might be parting ways. Tarantino wow. says, uh, I'm, he says he's very depressed. He's finished the script, a first draft, and he didn't mean to shoot it until next winter. But now he, he's wow. done with it. He's thrown, he could have his next uh, Pulp Fiction there. It's amazing. I, um... I really like Quentin Tarantino. You know, I, I, I mean, I think, I think most of us do. He, he's probably the best director of our generation. And um, yeah. I really want him to do a buddy cop film. That's really what I'd like to see him do. Wow. Yeah. That'd be, uh, that'd be interesting and a lot of fun to see. Or, uh, yeah, a buddy cop film or maybe a sports movie? Yeah. Not a sports movie. I don't think he'd pull a sports movie off, but but I think he could get a buddy cop movie. You know, like in the vein of like a lethal weapon and. Uh, mhm. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Do you uh, do you ever see so a Super only, Bowl coming? Do you ever see a Super Bowl coming to Chicago? If this goes well, yeah. I mean, no time. Not not anytime soon. I don't know. Our stadium's just too damn small. So. Um, so I guess the quite the answer is no. I don't I don't see one coming to Chicago, but yeah. um, but I do think if this New York thing turns out okay, we will see we'll see more cold weather Super Bowls. I, I think this is going to turn out okay. I, I think once all the once people have dealt with all the cold and all the bullshit, they're going to be fine with it, and they're going to see it to add something to the game. Now you don't want it every year. You know, some years you do want a dome. Some years you do want it inside, and most years you're going to get that because most stadiums are in the south or the west and uh, are indoors if they are in the cold. And there's only a handful of outside cold weather stadiums, so we'll see. Yeah. You never know. Um, Minnesota's moving back out. They're heading outside. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it gets cold up in Minnesota. Yeah. That is yeah, insane. Yeah. Um, well, they were an outdoor team before they moved into the, uh, into the Metrodome. Metrodome? Is that what it was? Right. The Metrodome? Yeah. yeah. All I know is Dick had called it the roller skating rink. He called that place the roller skating rink? Yeah, he used to say it's just a giant roller skating rink. That's all that place is. So Looks like Minnesota's going right to spend right the next now, two years. Oh, I'm who, sorry. They're going to uh, spend the next two years who, playing at the University of Minnesota, which is where okay. Brett Favre ended his career. Oh, for God's sakes. Who cares? Um. Right here, right now, who do you got for the Super Bowl? Who's winning it? How do you see this thing playing out? Does Peyton Manning and John Elway uh, – what, what a great job this John Elway has done, by the way. I was never a big fan of that horse-tooth jackass. Uh, I, I didn't – you know, again, I don't care for quarterbacks. I, I'm a defensive guy. I like, I like defense. 
But uh, I did cheer for him. I remember being a fan of his in those final years because I wanted to see him get that Super Bowl that he did get. Um, yep. So it's, it, what, what, what an amazing job, though. He, he took a chance on uh, Manning because, let's face it, nobody was sure. I didn't think Manning was going to be the Manning he is. I, I, I thought he would be a shell of it. Right, of course. You know, major neck injury, that, that's what you're thinking. But, my God, he's proven everything against that. As you said, how, how safe is that neck? Uh, and that's what we'll see. He'll, he'll build his legacy right here. Um, right now, people bring up the Peyton versus Eli thing. Eli has two Super Bowl rings. Uh, who's the better quarterback right now? Like in the history. I still give it to Peyton Manning. Uh, oh, even Peyton without Manning. The, Peyton Manning. Even without Peyton the Manning rings. is probably the greatest quarterback ever. Wow. Ever. I mean, he, he's played in our lifetime. We've watched it. I mean, what he has done, and especially if he walks away with this with this Super Bowl, I, I got to say he's the best quarterback ever. He goes there in the cold weather in New York, and he takes out the best defense in football, and, and he rides off into the sunset. This guy is the best quarterback to ever play the game. It's incredible what he's done. And, and he deserves all the accolades, and uh, he's he's truly an amazing uh, sports figure. And I, I do want to see the happy ending, but you know sometimes I like the villains. And um, Seattle kind of becoming, especially with Seattle. Yeah, so there is the villain. Thank you. And uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like seeing Seattle in this thing too. I mean, Pete Carroll and just that, that whole bravado they have and the, the way they play football and defense and the running game and old school. I like what Seattle's doing. I just, I, I don't see anybody stopping Denver right now. So uh, to answer the question I'm asking you, I think Denver's going to win this thing. Yeah, I have Denver too, uh, most definitely. I know I've been talking with Farmer Chad, and maybe he'll change his mind uh, here by next week, but he, he thinks that Seattle's defense is too good and it's going to shut Peyton Manning down. Uh, if you remember when the yeah. Bears played played him in the Super Bowl, their defense did a fine job uh, for quite a while, and the the offense just kind of gave the ball away. Actually, I don't know yeah. if that's true. I, I haven't watched the second half of that game. <laughs> I, I don't remember it from that night. I just remember I was over at somebody's house, and there was this there, there, there was a this negative guy who who had a bald head who kept making negative comments. I just wanted to stick a fork in his skull. No. Right, and I, and I don't remember, so maybe that's better. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So I have Denver probably winning by eight points. Okay, that's what I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll, take, I'll uh, have more next week on our big uh, Super Bowl pregame show next Wednesday night. Okay, mm-hmm. sounds good. We'll yep. talk about the exciting Pro Bowl happening this weekend. Deion Sanders drafting his team, and Jerry Rice drafting his team. Kyle Long, the first rookie to make the Pro Bowl since Gale Sayers. Amazing. First um, offensive nice, player, I believe. Get, fair. Yeah, probably. Um, can you believe it that that Bears defense has somebody going to the Super Bowl or going to the Pro Bowl? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And I see that good old uh, Tony Gonzalez is going to play in his last ever game. Oh, is uh, he? Vernon Davis stepped away, so they're giving it to Tony Gonzalez. Very nice. That's yeah. cool. Well. Al Larcher. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, my friend? 
Well, I think it's been a wonderful, wonderful evening with you. I, I enjoyed this phone call and the good times we've had, and then the uh, the sports talk we, we've uh, engaged in, and the ideas we've shared. Me too, Al. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, your company. Uh, there's something about you coming in through my cans tonight that is very comforting and soothing. Yeah, it's just uh, it's what I've been looking for my whole life. Um, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I don't either. I, yeah. At large, you're on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, um, I just started following this guy, and he's kind of a fun follow. Drunk Clark at Drunk Clark. It's a parody account of the uh, of the Cubs mascot. Are you going with that scam again? I don't know what you're talking about. Hey Al. Hey what? Hey. Hey. What's up? Uh, well, thanks for doing the show with me tonight. All right. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I'll see you uh, next time. Maybe we'll be in the studio next week? I hope so. That would be nice. Me too. And then uh, the following week, you're going to be in Florida. I will be. I'll be down there with my Seminole Indians doing rain dances and uh, wishing for the best. You're taking the uh, post-Super Bowl uh, break. Of course. Yep. I have to. All that excitement. I need some cooling off Yeah. <laughs> All right. Find us every Wednesday live, normally starting at 7 p.m. every Wednesday. We'll be back at 7 p.m. next week. You can find us on Block Talk Radio. You can find us on Stitcher. It is Larcher and Lawrenson. Have a good night. I'm Clark Lawrenson. All right, that's Clark Lawrence, and I'm Al Archer. I'll see you later. See you later. Have a good night. All right, good night.